Hi, you're listening to Wildly Wealthy Women, the podcast for people who want to learn how to manifest the life of their dreams. My name is Sandy Forster, and I'm a mindset mentor and manifestation expert who's gone from welfare to millionaire, and I want to share my secrets with you. My intention is for you to discover your divine potential to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. So if you're looking to manifest more money, more joy, better relationships, a life you're passionate about, or anything that makes your heart sing, you are in the right place. Thank you so much for joining me today, and now let's begin. I'm a Hello, hello. This is episode 23 of the Wildly Wealthy Women podcast. And this episode is called My Millionaire Journey Part 3. Now, before I go on, let me just say I'm in a different room for this recording. I seem to be able to hear birds more here. So I live in a, a beautiful acreage and there's lots of trees, lots of bushes, lots of native birds. And sometimes they just make such a noise. And on top of that, today is super windy. So if you can hear anything going on in the background, just ignore it, okay? So once again, this is Sandy Forster. And in two previous podcast episodes, which were My Millionaire Journey Part 1, that was episode number 20, and Part 2, which was episode 21, I talked about how my experience of going from welfare to millionaire was something that I really wanted, I really desired it, I really dreamed about it, I longed for it, I yearned for it, I fantasized about it, but I didn't truly actually expect it to happen, (laughs) especially since I had zero background in any business or jobs that could make that a reality. So if you haven't listened to part one and part two, make sure you do because I think it might inspire you and I think it'll give you some context to how someone on welfare could become a millionaire. And most of all, it will help you to see that no matter what your past has been, if you stay committed to your dreams, the universe can deliver them in the most amazing ways. And you're probably going to hear a theme that I took action even before I had all my ducks in a row, even without a plan. I took action that just felt right. And sometimes it flopped miserably, but I kept going. And because of that persistence, I went on to create success that even I wasn't expecting. So to do a super quick recap, for the first half of my working life, I was just doing a lot of different jobs, basically anything that would make me money legally, like leaflet delivery, um, spray tanning people at the beach, cleaning, a receptionist, making pizzas, lots of things. You know, listen to episode 20, which was part one for all the details. And then after that, over the next 10 years, I became more of an entrepreneur. But, you know, it was a bit of a failure at everything I did. (laughs) And I ended up on welfare really struggling, over $100,000 in debt. And then I discovered the law of attraction and I transformed my life and wrote a book and launched my first online course and officially created my first 
million. And you can hear all the juicy details in part two, which was episode 21. And then along came a movie called The Secret. Now, I am assuming, I could be right, could be wrong, um, but I'm assuming that if you're listening to my podcast, which is all about money, manifesting, and mindset, you may have probably watched the movie The Secret or maybe even read the book. But for those of you who haven't, the DVD The Secret was released back in around, I think it was 2006, and it became a worldwide phenomenon. And it really introduced so many people to the law of attraction. But I was only able to watch the trailer because, why was that? They just weren't selling it in Australia, which really, really annoyed me because I instantly felt it was connected to what I teach. I already had a best-selling book, which was all about the law of attraction and manifesting money called How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast. And even though the trailer of the movie didn't mention law of attraction at all, I just knew it was in alignment with what I was already doing. And I just felt the movie was going to make a big impact on the world. So I had the urge to reach out to the secret people. So I found their website and I emailed them and I told them how I thought the movie was going to transform so many lives around the world because only, only, you know, so many people are going to read a book, but everyone loves a good movie. And in the email, I said, I would love to send you a gift. So next thing I know, I got an email back from the producer of The Secret, Rhonda Byrne, saying, oh, we get thousands of emails and I never get any, but yours somehow came to me. Yes, I'd love a gift. So I sent her a copy of my book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, which, as I said, is all about law of attraction and manifesting money. And I also sent her one of my courses called Millionaire Mindset, which at the time, was a binder, had printed pages, plastic sleeves, which held CDs. So really the old, um, old style home study course. Okay. Anyway, Rhonda got my book and my course. And then she asked me, did you watch The Secret and then write your book? I said, no, no, no. My book's been out for two years already. Plus, I can't buy The Secret DVD in Australia. I haven't even seen it. So she told me how they had a bit of an agreement until a movie aired in Australia on TV, they couldn't sell the DVD in Australia. And the worldwide TV airing was too hard to coordinate. They were going to try and uh, launch it in uh, TV stations all around the world at the same time. (laughs) Way too hard. So they ended up selling the DVD online instead. So she posted me a copy And I had a secret party at my house and we watched the DVD and I was mind blown because it was so similar to what I was teaching. But it was in a movie. It was so cool. But to cut a long story short, I had a feeling it was going to really open up the world to how powerful the law of attraction was, which, of course, was good for me because that's what I'd been teaching for years, all about law of attraction and manifesting money. So that, you know, that's what I'd been using and it allowed me to manifest millions. So I wanted more people to understand the power of the law of attraction. I wanted to change more lives. So with the secret planting the seed about what's possible, I could then teach people exactly what to do, teach me actions to take, um, to really make it all work, which I kind of think is what the secret 
DVD might have been missing slightly. Anyway, it was around this time that I headed to LA with three of my team members and my daughter, Danielle, um, to go to a seminar. And I happened to mention to Rhonda where I was going, and she happened to be in the same area in Santa Monica. Was it Santa Monica? Yeah, Santa Monica um, at the same time. So we arranged to meet up. And she was so lovely and so Aussie and so down to earth. And I remember my daughter, Danielle, who is so into fashion. I remember her being completely enthralled by Rhonda's paisley stockings. <laughs> um, and there's way more to the secret story, but I don't have time right now to go into it all. I'll save that all for another podcast. But as I mentioned, we couldn't buy the secret in Australia. So I asked Rhonda, can someone in another country that isn't Australia buy it and export it into Australia and sell it? And she said, yeah, sure. You know, it's just that her company could not sell to Australia. So I just happened to have a US company set up from some failed network marketing biz that I tried years earlier. So I said, I'll do it. <laughs> Even though I had no idea about exporting and shipping and importing and distribution, I just said yes and then figured it all out later. So that's exactly what happened. My US company bought the secret DVD and imported it, sold it and packaged it and distributed it all around Australia, not just to individuals, not just to people, you know, one at a time, but to bookstores and companies that wanted it in bulk. And let me tell you, it was in high demand. So from that one idea to send an email and then actually following through and taking action on that idea that one idea to reach out, that made me close to $3 million in less than a year. Now, as I said, did I have any idea about importing and distribution on a huge scale? No, but I just said I'd do it and I figured it out as I went along. So one of the things I did at the time, which was really handy, was when we got the DVDs, we took off the plastic cover of the DVDs and then put a sticker on the back of the box with a call to action, inviting people to come back to my website and get some freebie. It was something to do with, you know, money and manifesting. So that meant that all the DVDs that were going out, whether they were going to people who'd ordered them or whether they were being unsold or being given as gifts, whatever, everybody who got the DVD, and we sold around 85,000 of them, I think, over that time, um, or at least lots of them, not every single person, but lots of those people came back to my website. So my email list grew from around 15,000 people to around 98,000 people in less than a year. So that was kind of nice. <laughs> but let me ask you, how many times do you get an idea to do something or go somewhere or contact someone, but you've never followed through? You don't take action. So those little urges, those little whispers, these ideas, you never know which ones will transform your life forever. So taking action is a massive part of the manifesting puzzle. But the thing is, you never 100% know if the action you take is going to bring you the result that you want. So for me, I just take action all over the place. You know, I just take so much action that I eventually get lucky. I know we're all taught ready, aim, fire. Ready, you know, get ready, come up with an idea, get it ready to go and then aim. Make sure all your ducks are in a row, everything is lined up and perfect, then fire. Take action, get started, launch, promote, sell, whatever. 
but I like to teach my members ready, fire, aim. Get ready, come up with the idea, then fire, take action, then aim, fix and tweak and improve. Otherwise, you can get lost in perfectionistic procrastination. I know that is definitely something that I occasionally still struggle with. Um, So, you know, it really is about ready, fire, aim. As Nike says, just do it. Now, uh, one of the things when I had no money and I was always working so hard on trying to build my coaching business, trying to grow it, I always told my daughter I would take her shopping for clothes once we were rich because clothes is her thing, shopping's her thing. It was so not mine. But I did just that. Um, But instead of taking her down to Sunshine Plaza, which was five minutes down the road, I flew with her to New York from Australia. And the shopping part, oh, I hate it because I am not a clothes person. I am not a shopper. But when we were in New York, we saw Wicked on Broadway. If you love The Wizard of Oz, you have got to try in your lifetime to see Wicked. You will love, love, love it. Um, It's the story of before The Wizard of Oz. It was amazing. We loved it. Um, And we also did, because she was right into uh, watching Sex in the City, we did a Sex in the City tour, which was a lot of fun. Went to Aiden's Bar, some... Uh, where else do we go? Aiden's Bar, some playground where the kids used to play. I can't remember all the places, but yeah, it was a really cool tour. And it was around this time I actually went to Africa on safari for a whole month with my kids and Mark Victor Hansen as part of his inner circle. Now, a quick note here, I paid $25,000 to be part of his inner circle and it was worth every cent. Now, I think sometimes spending money to get close access, to get proximity, whether that's through a course that has a live, that has you know, maybe live calls or an inner circle or a mastermind or a live event or membership, I believe it is totally worth it and will catapult you to success so much faster than trying to do it on your own. When you've got access to someone who's created the type of success that you want, I think it is so amazing priceless, 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 priceless. Um, and, you know, that that whole Africa trip was the most amazing adventure, seeing giraffes gallop across the African plains and the wildebeest migrating across the Serengeti and seeing the snow-capped mountains in the background and vultures eating a zebra carcass and hyenas and herds of zebras and hippos lolling around in the rivers and cheetahs laying in the trees and antelope and elephants and lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Actually, there was no tigers and bears, but lots and lots of the other things. The scenery was amazing. And having my children be part of it, was so good. That was so amazing as well. And the last couple of weeks of that African trip, we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and I nearly wiped myself out with altitude sickness, which was no fun. But um, on that particular part of the trip, climbing Kilimanjaro, we had the oldest man to ever climb. I can't remember how many peaks he'd climbed, but it was the most. So it was the oldest and the most. <laughs> and um, And it was amazing because he carried my backpack when I was sick. So here's me, you know, young and fit, but nearly dying. And he's hiking not only with his backpack, but my backpack as well. But, you know, honestly, it was just the most amazing trip. And having the money to do that and take my children on that trip, you know, with me 
was amazing. And we also got to visit um, the ABC Children's House for Abandoned Children near the slums of Nairobi. And that was a wonderful experience. We bought them lots of presents. Um, They were just wide-eyed with absolute wonder at all the clothes and the toys and the tiaras and the things that we bought to them that they'd never seen before. And being able to have my children experience that, uh, it really does change your perspective on life. That's why I love creating prosperity. Not necessarily to buy lots of things, although I do like things too, but for the experiences that money can buy you, the freedom it gives you, the choices you have, and the possibilities that open up to you. It really is quite amazing. Now, it was at around this time as well that my my um, book, I got my first contract to have my book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, translated into Chinese. Oh my gosh. I was beside myself with excitement. I cannot even begin to tell you how excited I was. My book in another language, holy moly. (laughs) But after I signed the contract for the foreign rights, the Chinese government then banned my book. I can't remember exactly why. The foreign rights agent said it was something along the lines of it being too empowering and spiritual. So 1.4 billion people have been banned from reading my book. Shame. Um, Okay, so then, now because the internet had been such a big part of me building my business, um, it really allowed me to build my business quickly, I decided to do a seminar teaching just that. So I held a two-day seminar. It was the first live event by myself that I'd run in years called Wildly Wealthy Web Secrets, where I shared everything I did to grow my coaching business using the internet. Now, I love live events. They are so much fun because you get to connect directly with your audience. You get to mingle, answer questions. I get to sign copies of my book for them, um, have lunch with them. I'm an introvert. And by the end of those two days, let me tell you, I'm completely exhausted. I am wiped out, but I love it all the same. And that two-day seminar had over 100 people attend and it was around $3,000 a head. So made around $300,000 profit from that one event. I have to say, I love, love, love seminars. I think they're a great way to give yourself an income boost. It's one of the reasons I love teaching um, people in my programs how to hold live events. And okay, so what else happened at that time? It was a very busy time in my life. Um, So around that time, I got a phone call from New Idea. And New Idea is one of Australia's leading women's magazines. They wanted to do a story on The Secret. Uh, They also wanted to include Oprah and Nicole Kidman. So I said, okay. (laughs) They flew up to my home. They interviewed me. And so I was featured in the story, Oprah's Aussie Secret. And that was just totally mind-blowing. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, is this really happening? Now, funny story around this. Um, I told you before I'm not into fashion. So they come and they interview me and there's a whole two-page spread. And for the photo that I am in, in this two-page spread, which is really big and Oprah's with me, so we're kind of superimposed together looking like we're best friends, but... I am wearing a $5 cotton summer top from the local Supre store. It did not even cross my mind to look a little bit fancier. (laughs) Like seriously, oh, me and fashion, honestly. 
But that exposure was worth millions. You know, after the article, they also had me write a weekly um, article around manifesting and mindset for a few months. And they also did a book review on my bestseller, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast. So all in all, millions of dollars of free advertising and exposure. But again, learning point, you don't have to change who you are. Think of me in my El Cheapo little summer top for the magazine story, Um, or even know what you're doing. Think of me importing and distributing, never done that before. I just took action without knowing the outcome. So you need to take action on your ideas because you never know what the universe has in store for you. Okay, so I know this is going to have to be a part four. I'm just wondering where I should stop. Oh my gosh, there's so much here. All right, okay, I'm going to I'm going to go a little bit longer. So this episode will probably go, I don't know, probably another 10 minutes or so. Sorry about this, guys. I like short episodes, but these are turning out to be war and peace. Okay, so um, then I decided I was going to hold one-day workshops on the secret to money around Australia in about five of the capital cities for a few weekends in a row. So I did two capital cities each weekend and Australia's so big there was a lot of flying. Uh, That was a big venture. I'm not sure why I even decided to do that. Um, But it was fun and it was also very stressful. (laughs) And almost 2,000 people attended those events and I donated all the profits which is just over $40,000 to Opportunity International. Um, And the idea was to help them um, establish um, some trust banks. Uh, So what trust banks are, they do them usually in third world countries so women can start their own small business venture. They give them small micro loans. They start the venture, they pay the loan back, and then they're given another loan and on and on it goes. So they do very simple things like selling candles or sewing or buying a cow and selling milk or making sandals. You know, it was just really beautiful to know that I was not only making a difference in my life, making a difference in the people that attended the seminar's life and potentially the people in their lives, but also um, not just making a difference in that woman's life who, who had borrowed the money through the trust bank, but that she was making enough money to then potentially send her children to school or to buy them books or to do all the things they would otherwise have missed out on. So I loved being able to do that. Now, just a little story around that. So the sales for my next month after that event I break a record for my business at the time. So best month, this isn't the best year, this is the best month. And that was $403,000 banked in the bank. That's not counting my income that I was making from Wildly Wealthy Women. This was just from my business alone. Now, these days, I know with all the highfalutin technology, I know some people are doing way better than that. But for me, back then, with no funnel, no spending any money on ads, no affiliates, no nothing, but a few emails and a live call or two, I banked $403,000 for the month. And honestly, thinking about me back then, part of me just couldn't believe that Sandy from the Sunshine Coast, who dropped out of school in grade 11, didn't even finish high school, could do that. Here I was banking $403,000 in a month from an idea that I had just had one month earlier. (laughs) But I really feel it had something to do with me donating that $40,000 because I believe when you give with no expectation, 
The universe loves to return the favor and often 10 times what you've given. So I'm not saying go out and give all your money away and expect the universe to give you money because it's with no expectation. I didn't do that with any expectation whatsoever. But it's amazing how when you give, whether it's time, money, love, whatever it is, but when you give, you often get back tenfold return. Okay. So that was a lot of fun. So then, um, oh, the other thing is, although I didn't make any money for my business from ticket sales from the events because I donated all the profits, I did promote at the end of each event a monthly secret mastermind that I was launching. So this was a membership program where I would cover a topic on using the secret and, and, you know, your mindset in business. So it was a mixture of mindset and practical strategies each month on a live teleseminar. This is before webinars and slides, so it was super easy. I was just talking on the phone. And then what I would do is two weeks after the live call, I'll hold another call, a live Q&A about the same topic. And you could be on the call or I would send you the CDs afterwards. So basically, it was me just spending two hours a month. And it was quite popular and over 450 people joined in the first month. And that added over $300,000 a year to my income for years, for just two hours a month's work. Now, a couple of lessons here. Firstly, anyone who gets into the information business now is so lucky. Let me give you the picture. Each month I do my live calls, the easy part, but then my team had to create the CDs. So... I'd bought a five CD burner, so we had to buy the blank CDs and the CD cases and a printer and lots of hard envelopes and stamps and ink, and each month they would burn 900 CDs, one for the mastermind call and one for the Q&A call, and we'd burn them all, then run them through the printer so that they had the topic of the call and our logo on them, and then print off all the addresses and then label the envelopes and then stuff the envelopes with the CDs and the letter and then go to the post office to send them all out. Seriously, so much work. I love, love, love digital products now. No more posting CDs, just record and instantly ready as an MP3. But even with all that work, it was a very nice additional income. Okay, so all of that so far in this podcast alone, happened in 2006. (laughs) It was a big year. Then in early 2007, I decided I wanted to stop renting. I had to buy my own home. So a little bit of manifesting magic here. So, um, okay, so I also did something really stupid here as well. So I, I got a touch of OCD, and instead of just looking at and buying one house for myself, I buy, I think it was five houses in two months. Not a good idea. So not a good idea. If anyone has ever bought a house, they know the paperwork, the red tape, the bank info for the lawyers and the real estate agents, the inspections, the bank accounts, the trusts, the companies, the blah, 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 blah. And that's just for one house. Multiply that by five. That was such a stressful time in my life. But for my own home, Um, that I wanted to live in, I made a big list beforehand. I wanted lots of greenery and trees because the huge place that I was renting on an island at the time had a deck and a pontoon for a boat. Not that I had a boat, I get seasick. Uh, And it had a tiny patch of grass. So I knew what I wanted. I wanted more. I wanted a big pantry, a big walk-in robe. I wanted a house 
that had character because the one I was in was lovely, but it was soulless. And I wanted privacy because living on the river, people on the other side can just look straight in and I'm a very private person. And, you know, through that list and obviously the manifesting practices that I like to teach, I manifested my dream home, which I still have today. I still live in today. I've been here, I think it's 15, 16 years, something like that, and I absolutely love it. It's my own private two-acre oasis, just six minutes from my favourite beach. I have a spring-fed dam. The whole place is surrounded by trees. I back onto parkland. I've got rolling green lawns, which the wild kangaroos come and munch on every afternoon. I've got an organic veggie patch. I have a huge swimming pool that has a rock waterfall and a massive Buddha sitting on top of the waterfall, uh, all surrounded by palms and a Balinese pavilion, which has a king-sized day bed, which is where I spend most of my weekends. And I've also just added an ice bath there too, so it's the most amazing backyard ever. So this divine house that I bought and live in today has its very own little abundance tale, which I'll be really quick and tell you. So the people I bought it from, before they built it, they lived way out west, as we say in Australia, in the outback. And they worked behind the bar pouring beers in an RSL, which is a returned servicemen's league. Probably something similar in the US would be like a veterans service organisation or something. I don't know if you have like bars and things, but anyway, that's what we have. And our RSLs are usually just a bar, some dodgy food and poker machines. And let me say, I'm sure they're not all like that, but that's the kind of picture I got when I see them on TV. I've never actually been into one that I can recall. Um, So they worked there behind the bar and they played Keno one night. I think they spent $2, played Keno, and they won $2 million. They moved back to the Sunshine Coast, beautiful Sunshine Coast where this house is, bought the block of land that this house is on, saw a picture of an amazing house in a magazine, got an architect to design it, and then they built it. And they were here for about seven years and their kids left home and they decided to downsize because it's a pretty big house. And the funny thing is, not so funny, thank you very much, universe, I have a photo album still to this day, I've still got got it, that doesn't have photos in it. it. I used it more like a big vision board. And I put pictures of all the things I wanted to manifest in my life. And I cannot even begin to tell you how similar the six or so photos in the book of different things in different houses, completely different houses, different magazines, how similar they look to the things in my home and my actual home itself. Okay, so just so you know, my house is really different. It's not like um, a a normal looking house that you would see in a magazine, okay? Very different. So it's not like things in my house or rooms in my house would look like mine in a magazine, let alone many, many places in my house and many things from my house in different magazines. So it's absolutely amazing. I'll actually put the pictures that I had in the photo album and the pictures I took of my house side by side in a blog one day. So you can see just how amazingly similar they are. So again, what's the learning you can take from this? If you are visual, even if you're not, but if you're visual, make sure you have pictures of what it is you want to create or manifest or attract into your life, whether that's a vision board or a photo album or pictures in frames. I've actually got a picture of me 
in a frame as a Hay House author and speaker. That's still on my list of things to manifest. If anyone has any inside connections, hook me up. (laughs) Okay, so now let's move on to about 2008. So I'm having so much fun coaching and building a mastermind, but can you see that I'm always doing stuff? I'm taking action. And and also, even though people think I might have been an overnight success, I worked at this. So I really need you to understand that, you know, even using the law of attraction, there's still actions to take to create uh, success, to create prosperity, to create, create a life that you truly love. So 2008, having so much fun coaching and holding a mastermind and having a book getting translated around the world and holding events, and all of a sudden, we're smack bang in the middle of the so-called GFC, the Global Financial Crisis. But I don't like to buy into negative things just because the government or the banks tell me I should. So I choose not to participate in that and choose to continue to grow my income by focusing on it being a great economy. And um, one of the things that happened at that time was because I'm always receiving so many emails and messages from women over the years. And at that time, I was getting lots and lots saying, you know, I want to live your life. I want to work when I want. I want to be able to work from home or wherever I choose. I want to do something I'm passionate about and help others. I want to work doing something that empowers me and the people that I work with. I want to have no limit to my income. I want to maybe someday hold a workshop or write a book or create an online course. I want to do what you're doing. I want to be a coach like you. I used to hear this all the time. So I listen and I then create and launch the Inspired Spirit Coaching Academy. It's a program where I train women to become internationally certified law of attraction coaches. They learn everything about how to be a coach, all the skills to become a confident coach. We also dive into all the good stuff that I love so much, law of attraction, money mindset, manifesting, business building, all the good stuff. And the first intake, which I think I held two teleseminars, that's it. I sent out one email, held two seminar, uh, two teleseminars, and that first intake had over 120 women sign up. So that was, I don't know, that was at the time, I think I was selling the program for around $3,900. What's that? I don't even know what that is. That's over, that's almost half a million dollars. Okay. And they, but as I said, they love it. They love it. They love it. They love it. Now there's a whole story around that, which because I probably have gone into too much detail, and this is already too long for my liking, this podcast. Um, I'll go into that at a later date, maybe another podcast, maybe next week. I don't know. It depends. Uh, But I will go into it in more detail. Um, But let me tell you, this is the perfect example of Ready, Fire, Aim. I'm going to give you all the juicy details in, yeah, I'll put it in the next um, part of my millionaire journey. So it'll be part four of my millionaire journey. And I promise that will be the last one. I will not keep rambling on about my story. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's really inspiring for some people to see that, you know, I, I was nothing to start with and I just, I did stuff. I, I obviously do all the stuff that I teach. That's the mindset part, but I also take action. Okay. But I promise you that will be the last one. Um, the next, the next part, part four of my millionaire journey. But today I just want to recap some of the learnings that we've already covered. Okay. Firstly, be who you are. 
There are thousands, if not millions of people who are looking for someone like you. So you don't have to be someone you're not. It's too much like hard work trying to be someone different than you are, even if it means looking like a complete total dag in a national women's magazine like I did alongside Oprah with my crappy El Cheapo um, summer top. (laughs) Next tip, take action on your ideas. You know, some of them are inspired ideas and they're divinely guided and you'll, you'll never know unless you take action. Yeah, some ideas are going to be crap. I've had my fair share of them, let me tell you. But some will give you results like you can't even dream of. The other thing is, if an opportunity comes up, say yes and then figure it out later, just like I did with importing the secret. Oh, another tip, pay for proximity. You know, as I said, I paid, it was $25,000 to be in Mark Victor Hansen's Inner Circle. And, you know, the safari we went on, um, you know, after that, the times that he pulled me up on stage at his events in front of hundreds and hundreds of people, which then turned into home study courses for people to listen to and got me to say a few words. And I always, always included my website. This is, this is something I teach um, my students, regardless of whether you're pulled up on stage like I was, or if you're just in the audience, no matter what, always, always ask a question. Always ask a question if it's being recorded because then you stand up, like I used to say, and uh, and say, hi, it's Sandy Forster from wildlywealthy.com and then I'd ask my question. You know, in the case of me get up on stage, I'd still say that and then I'd talk about whatever he wanted me to talk about. But when you do that and it's, you know, obviously everyone in the room hears it so you don't have to go networking with everyone because everyone already knows your name and you and you find the amount of people that come up to you and want to talk to you and and interact with you after that is phenomenal. Um, but also, if it's being recorded, it means people will hear that on and on and on into, is it perpetuity? Into whenever? <laughs> into the future? Um, so, yeah, you definitely want to do that. I teach all my students to do that. I've always done that all my life ever since I started going to events. Um, The other thing is, oh, yeah, um, you know, I was saying about uh, paying to be in Mark Victor Hansen's inner circle, you know, that that exposure that from getting up on stage with him was priceless. So, you know, yes, obviously I paid to be part of the inner circle, the learnings, the proximity, the adventures that we had, it was all amazing. But, you know, for my business, it was also amazing. And, um, oh, yes, a word of warning from this podcast. Do not buy five houses at once. It is not worth your sanity. You will lose it, let me tell you. (laughs) And, of course, say yes to any opportunity and figure out what you have to do to make it happen afterwards. Don't let procrastination or perfectionism hold you back. And if you're visual, do whatever you can to connect to the vision of your future whether that's doing a visualisation, having a photo album filled with the things you want to experience or or have in your life, or maybe it's creating a vision board or maybe it's all of the above. You know, continually bombard your brain with pictures of how you want your life to be. You will be wiring your mind as to what's important and by doing so, you're doing it on a scientific and a metaphysical level. You will be attracting and creating the opportunities and experiences to make it a reality in your life. Okay, so my voice is done. 
So that's it for this episode. It's been way too long. Um, So just make sure you listen to part one and two. If you haven't already, this is part three and then part four is coming. Part four of my millionaire journey, which will be coming up in the next week or so, maybe longer because you know how um, inconsistent I am with the podcast. Um, But you're going to hear some more tips and ideas for manifesting and creating a life you love. But you'll notice I'm not just about the metaphysical, the spiritual, the woo-woo, all the fun stuff. I'm also about taking action. When you combine the metaphysical with the practical, that's where the magic happens. Okay, so until next episode, um, if you like the my my podcast, I would love you to leave a review or rate it or I don't really even know what you do or just share it with all your friends. Uh, because my whole idea is to inspire and empower as many people as I possibly can. So until next time, have a wildly wealthy week. Bye all. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you really loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I know that you're enjoying it. And if you want more good stuff from me, you can go to wildlywealthy.com forward slash links or just visit my website at wildlywealthy.com. I am so excited to be part of your transformation and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, happy manifesting. Happy manifesting.